Hi, I'm Eric Poulin. And I'm Robin Poulin. We're the co-founders of Calendar Budget, and welcome to the Calendar Budget Podcast. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like. All right, back in the studio to talk about emergency preparedness. Huge, no. in, hugely important topic, um, and one that I think gets a little overlooked. We should be more prepared, especially given what's happened in the world recently with the pandemic happening and, and some of the things that we've seen in foreign countries, you know, refugees and things can change in, literally in a heartbeat and uh, it behooves us to be prepared. In a split second. Yeah, exactly. So I think one of the reasons that we're in general as a as a civilization um, poorly prepared is that when we have good times, we tend to have this money psychology thing that tells our brain that things are going to stay like this all the time, forever. Um, but they don't. Bad times come. Uh, it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. It sucks, and I wish it weren't the case, but it's life. And mm -hmm. you may as well be prepared for a reality of what's going to happen. Yes. The next emergency is just around the corner, so you may as well be prepared for it. Um, now, emergency planning is basically uh, risk management because hopefully you're when you're preparing for the emergency, you're not in the emergency because the time for preparation has long passed when you're in the emergency it's time to now you're coping and just trying to handle it precisely precisely so some big emergencies that are inevitable death it's gonna happen to you i'm never gonna die personally but for everybody else i'm not dying <laughs> Well, that's how, people, that's how people think, though. Yes. Um, right? Death is going to visit all of us, um, but there's also... Illness. Illness, um, disability that can happen. As unpleasant as these topics are to consider and think about, um, we're all going to die eventually, and some of these other things are possibilities that you want to consider. Now, suddenly, it sounds... You talk about death, disability. I want to immediately say dismemberment after that because this sounds like an insurance commercial um you know these are the things that we have insurance for that's why we have life insurance that's why we have these different um, insurance vehicles out there we're not insurance specialists that's not our expertise nope so but we know why it's valuable and we know how to handle it for our own personal needs exactly we do advise though speak with the professional yeah we're not going to be good diving into that in this podcast because we're not professionals there but you do need to need to deal with that you need to have those things mm -hmm. in place so talk to your local insurance professional find out what you need uh, and the premiums at least for us anyway they're not really that high it's like i think 73 75 dollars a month is what we're paying. That's Canadian dollars. Um, so it's not very much to, for like for life insurance. Um, yeah. 
And everybody's needs vary a little bit, so it's, that's why it's important to talk to a professional to get the right thing that you need. And when we were looking for insurance, actually, I think we looked around at a few different places hmm. just to understand what they offered yeah. and what our options were and who gave us the best options, the best price. And the best price isn't always the best option because you need to know what you get for that and what emergencies it will cover. Yeah, and when you do get it, like keep it in a secure, safe place so that you know where to go when the emergency happens because you're not going to be you're not going to have the wherewithal to be thinking logically at that moment mm-hmm. uh, when a when a car accident happens, mm-hmm. you know, when a death happens in the family and you you just need to be able to react and not have to worry about these little details. Um, get it in place. That's all I can say about that. Actually, one occasion, uh, not too long ago, actually a few months ago, one of our daughters was driving mm. and she ended up in a car accident because of somebody else's crazy driving. And she was having a really hard time managing the situation, except for she managed what she had to do perfectly. She knew because of us following through with telling her the different things you need to do. You need these papers. You need this information from the person. You need to communicate your information with the person and uh, don't walk away until you have all those things. I was surprised that she remembered to do all those things. Emotionally, she was having a hard time because that was her first accident. She was distraught. But she did well. She handled it quite well. She kept cool and she took care of everything. We were quite impressed. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. She did uh, amazing. Yeah. So we're not going to be covering insurance in this episode, but make sure you have that in place. Um, Other things that you need, there's some documentation around end of life, death documentation that you need to make sure you have in place as well. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows you need a will. There's also this thing called a power of attorney, Mm -hmm. which is... Basically, if you become incapacitated somehow, if like you're, let's say you get into a terrible accident and mm-hmm. you're not able to communicate, you're in a coma, mm-hmm. or if you just get old and senile or, or whatever the case may be, if you're not able to manage your own health decisions, a power of attorney allows somebody that you trust that you appoint to help make those decisions for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you'll have documented what you want done in those, in various different scenarios. Yes. So good to have those in place. In fact, um, we had, so before I get into that, there's do-it-yourself kits mm-hmm. for like power of attorney and wills and such. Great place to start. Yeah. We're not, re- we're not recommending that you do that and say, oh, I'm done. Only for informational pers- pers- uh, yeah. reasons so that you know what kind of things to be looking into, but definitely consult with a professional, again, a financial advisor. Or else you'll miss things that could that they would know are to do in your favor. Yeah, you'll get a financial advisor for your insurances. For end of life stuff, you need a lawyer. Lawyer. Yeah, a lawyer for doing a will and a power of right. attorney that needs to be registered with a lawyer. Um, so yeah, definitely get that. But the do-it-yourself kits are a good place to good place to start. Yeah. But yeah, don't. Leave oh, it I know there. why I thought financial advisor because that's where when we started, that's who recommended those things to us. Oh yeah, they'll they'll be able to point you. They'll probably have referrals to a lawyer because if yeah. you're like you and I, we don't know any lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> we've never had a legal issue in our entire lives. Why would we know a lawyer? Um, but usually, you can just walk into a lawyer's office, look it up on the internet, and they'll they'll hook you up. Yep, they have teams of people that are like specializing in 
and these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, an experience that we just had recently. So my parents um, just, they didn't die, thankfully. Yes. But they just finished doing their power of attorney and, and will. Mm-hmm. And they got that all done it's all legal and finalized and then they invited you and i was like very formal yeah they invited you and i over like and made an appointment with us to come over to their place sat down all formal at the dinner table they didn't tell us what it was for it was like we didn't what are we here for what did we do wrong we thought we were in trouble i felt like i was called into the principal's (laughs) office or something um but they just took us through their entire set of documentation for power of attorney and they did not take us through their will, I don't think. But they said that the no, will, not those kept. the will is sealed, and it's in this location. So when the inevitable happens, that's where to go. And they took us through every page, one page at a time, through the power of attorney. Here's all the documentation. Here's all the passwords to all of our accounts and email, and every just everything was laid out. It was like, yeah, I was amazed how organized it was. So much detail, and it was clear there was nothing for guesswork. Yeah, yeah, it just makes it easy to be able to walk through in those situations where you probably can't handle it as emotionally well. Exactly, to think clearly on these things. Yeah, losing a parent is is stressful, and you don't want to be taken advantage of. So if you understand what needs to be done ahead of time, then you can make wise decisions. Yeah, I remember as we were going through that the whole time, I'm like. We're considering when they die and they're like right here telling us all about it. But they were totally cool with it. They're like, oh, we've already arranged our burial. And and then weeks later, they took they actually took us to their um, grave site. It's not, yeah, it's not a grave. What is it? A memorial? Anyway, a little plaque in the ground where they'll be interred. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, then they got to stuff. dance on their own grave. My dad actually did that. <laughs> Cheeky boy. Yeah. So it's it's good to deal with that stuff and know that that's all part of emergency planning because that's something that's going to happen to everybody. Yes. Um, be prepared for it. Don't leave that. It's it's our responsibility to take care of that for the people that we leave behind. Yes. You know, like if I were to pass away, can you imagine if if we didn't have anything arranged, you you would be losing your mind. Like. And vice versa, I'd be losing my mind if you were... It'd be difficult, but I think... Like, we've seen an experience with that recently, too. Where in earlier this year, my dad did pass away. And we saw my mom, how she handled it. Where she was surrounded by so many other adults. Her family, her yeah. uh, brother-in-law, brother-in-laws and sisters. That all helped her handle all the ins and outs of everything that needed to be done. In order to get my dad back here to the east coast of Canada. To, from the west the middle coast middle the, coast the yeah. no coast yeah <laughs> middle of ontario there's no coast yeah exactly <laughs> and all the ins and outs of that and mum handled it well she stayed uh level-minded and just as much as you could expect exactly like what a what and a you supported her from this end to be able that she can take care of those yeah. things i mean it's important to have an emotional support system in place Yes. For any emergency, really. Yeah. But there's there's also the, the financial end of things and the preparedness end of things. Yeah. Which is really what this podcast is all about. But we don't want to discount the importance of having emotional support behind any emergency. Like, yes. Imagine if you had to deal with the pandemic on your own, like with no support. You, you'd, it would have been awful. 
So what it's if hard you, enough with a family. <laughs> what if you aren't particularly a social person? Like me. Exactly. I'm super um, introverted. Maybe not super introverted, but I'm quite introverted. And yet you handle social situations so well, so it surprises me for, uh, for me to hear that from you. And even for me, I know I used to tell you I was shy, and you're like, there's no way you're shy. You talk to everybody. Yeah. So. You make friends with people at the grocery store and the bus stop. Exactly. I'll Why just not? keep to myself. Yes. You never know when you need a friend. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we don't want to get a sidetracked on all that, but um, it's but, good to have that support in place. Yeah. Even if you do have those difficulties, it's important to be able to reach out. And the easiest way to do that is to try to be a friend for somebody else that will possibly need help in that situation. That means it takes you out of yourself so you don't feel so claustrophobic in the idea of having to speak with people. That's what I find helps. Yeah. And in addition to that, if you pull your head up and look around... You don't have to look too far to find somebody who's in some kind of emergency. Yeah. And you can be a support to them at any time. Yes. So whenever you can help, even if it's just somebody to talk to and, you know, help them understand things are going to be okay. Um, yeah, do that because that, that's going to help tremendously. And it's best not to make decisions for them, just to help them to be able to make the decision for themselves. Of course. Of course. Now, let's just go through a couple, couple, three, four, five common emergencies that happen just so that we all are on the same page about what we're talking about here. So certainly death, um, disability, but some of the more common things that happen um, can be something as simple as a car breaking down mm -hmm. and, and needing expensive repairs, unexpected expensive repairs, or in worse, entirely replaced. Mm -hmm. uh, like we had an experience with our van. Remember that yeah. The Chevy. Oh my goodness. We had a Chevy died. back. It just died. Like it literally smoked to death on the road. Yep. <laughs> and was like. The kids were younger. And we were just trying to make it last as long as possible. But yeah. yeah. And at that point, although we did have some emergency savings, it was an expensive replacement, right? Because we needed a van. We had five young kids that all were all in car seats. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're we're trying to figure out can we can we even survive without a vehicle? We tried it for like a week or two, almost a month. It Did was we almost go a, a whole month. month with no vehicle. We had a friend that said, "When you need a vehicle, yeah, you can borrow it." I remember, rich, yeah. rich. Wife. And then we wanted to respect that. We're like, we don't want to take advantage of this. We have a family. Yeah, we just need to be able to meet our needs. So let's do this. But we were considering, like, seriously considering. Would it be cheaper to use a taxi for when we need to? Because we don't, we, we work from home. You School's know, just down the road. We walk to school. What are our real needs here? Yeah. But in the end, yeah, just couldn't. couldn't Realized we had to go further than we wanted yeah. most days. So. so that's an emergency. Other examples yeah. include things like. Losing your job. <laughs> losing your job. Either because you get fired, laid off. Or because you become disabled in some way. Maybe you have an mm -hmm. accident and you just can't work anymore. Or an emotional breakdown, which happens. It's, hap it's happening more often than it ever has in the history of mankind. People are having emotional issues that cause them to be unable to work effectively. Mm -hmm. So that can cause a, a loss of income. 
Um, and that is an emergency. Like we talked about last week, if you don't have that income, your expenses are still there and they got, you got to get it covered somehow. So yeah, this is an emergency for sure. Mm-hmm. Other things could be appliances in the house breaking, hmm. washer, fridge, whatever. Um, sometimes a relationship breaks down and, and a divorce is happening. Um, we've seen that costs come with it and you need to be able to be prepared to understand not only is that terrible because of the loss of the relationship but yeah the the financial end of things can be devastating Mm -hmm. like we have first-hand experience from people that we know who had to live like in poverty for for months and months until they got back on their feet and this is like not not good uh, things like a pandemic you know we all have experience with that where's the toilet paper um and natural disasters of, of other kinds we're we've been fortunate we live in uh ontario in canada in um the, you know the canadian shield very very stable um environment mm-hmm. um we're not very subject to earthquakes or tornadoes or hurricanes or anything really of that ilk. Um, I find that it's starting to come a little bit closer to home, but still, we haven't had any real damage. Yeah, I mean, there's anything been a to worry of tornadoes about. nearby, but they're they're not still bad. not close to us. Not that bad. Yeah, um, not like other places like South Texas and yeah. and Florida, Tornado where they're Alley and all those things. where they're subject to some of these brutal natural disasters, and like you got to be. Yeah. Those are the kind of emergencies that are going to take any budget that you had. Throw it at the window. It's gone, like into a tailspin. So um, there's significant costs associated with each of these types of emergencies and all the ones that we didn't name. Mm-hmm. And it is it's just, it's on us to be prepared for those times. There's nothing more you can say about it other than you got to be prepared. But how? That's the problem. Most people are just... Yeah. Living paycheck to paycheck and hopefully a budget like we talked about last week will, will help solve that. Um, That's being prepared financially and there's a physical preparement, uh, preparedness as well of having like 72-hour kits. And- absolutely. Especially for natural disasters. I think every government, at least I know in the U.S. and Canada, I'm sure everywhere, recommend that you have a 72-hour pack. So tell me a little bit more. What's a 72-hour pack about? What do you... Anything you will need for the next 72 hours in order to survive until you can get further aid or until things are resolved. Sometimes it takes longer than 72 hours, so a little bit more would be good. Where you have enough, uh, the ability to supply yourself with fresh water, with shelter. And my sister would be an awesome resource for this. She knows this kind of like survival skills where enough food as well and clothing you need to have clothing to be able to change out because you you might be getting wet and dirty and who knows what else yeah for sure in fact even having some cash on hand is important as well because in emergencies like this atm machines may not be available Mm -hmm. Um, you know interact may not be available and so suddenly all your credit cards and whatever that you're depending on you can't depend on them yeah a little bit of cash all of those things that you mentioned. Personal information that needs to, to be able to identify who you are. Yes, exactly. Um, and you need to be able to leave 
the reason that they ask you to have this in place and ready ahead of time is because when an emergency happens, you may need to leave your house. You may need to leave the area yeah. and get to a, a safe place. And you won't have two hours to prepare for it. It's grab your pack and go. Precisely. Like we, so like I said, we live in Southern Ontario. We're close enough to a nuclear power facility that if there was ever a nuclear disaster, we would have to leave. Like we'd mm -hmm. have to drive away from mm -hmm. our home because it wouldn't be safe to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. Even if there's nothing physically wrong with our area, you know, it's time to go. Yep. And in order to, I don't know that survival would be the concern at that point, but it's, it's providing a little bit of comfort and, you know, not just being destitute for three days while you're figuring things out while the government is in, you know, while FEMA comes in or, you know, we're not yeah. FEMA's in the U S but you know, while the emergency response comes together to help. Also put in there something to entertain yourself, whether oh. it's a deck of cards or a little tiny game or anything, a game book, because you need something for your emotional wellness as well to pass time. Maybe your phone's not going to be working during that period of time to... Well, yeah. it might be working, but your battery won't last longer than eight hours. <laughs> I so guarantee So have it. some sources of backup battery as yeah. well. You crosswords and Sudoku. <laughs> and then you're set. Definitely. Not Sudoku. That would make me more stressed. I'll take Sudoku. <clears throat> yeah, you can have your Sudoku. Thanks. So yeah, th these things can be super expensive. Um, another way to, to be prepared for an emergency is as you were saying with your sister she has the skills and and it, yeah. it, it's not just about being financially prepared you need the education as well mm -hmm. about how do i you know if i'm let's say i have a job loss mm -hmm. if you have an education then it's not super difficult to move, move laterally to another job and do mm -hmm. something else or even if you're moving to an entirely different position you know your education will serve you well mm -hmm. um and if you if you can see that some of these things are on the horizon, don't wait until it happens. Like get out there and, and start getting the skills that you need to cope. Yeah. Continue with some little trainings here and there for the possible inevitable that will come up. Yeah. So you're not stuck. So on the financial end of things, with all these things costing money, it's super important to have an emergency fund. Mm -hmm. Now you and I um, actually recommend two different funds, a short term that we actually call an emergency fund mm -hmm. that doesn't have a tremendous amount of money in it, but we aim for about $5,000 in this emergency fund. And anytime you have to use that because little emergencies come up from time to time, then replenishing that emergency fund becomes your top priority financially. Um, before you have to go out to eat dinner again, you know, before you have to go buy that next toy that you want, um, defer some of those things, replenish the emergency fund, because in our experience, emergencies tend to stack one on top of the other. And so they come in waves. <laughs> uh, so yeah, when they come. But they don't need to shock you. They no. don't need to throw you. If you are prepared, you can just handle it and say, sure, no problem. If you are this. prepared, you shall not fear. Yes. That sounds familiar. So how much do you decide? Do you just pick a lump sum? Oh, I'll put 5K or I'll put 10K in my emergency savings. 
Um, to some degree, yeah. Uh, you got to find a number somewhere uh, to start with. Um, what we did over time is we started with a, a much smaller number. I think our first emergency fund was $500. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we actually had our first emergency and discovered that wasn't nearly enough, we bumped it up. And over the years, we've kind of found that for for our situation, for our family, 5000 is about the right number. You know, we've had occasions where we needed maybe a little bit more than that. But that's where the second fund that we haven't talked about yet comes into play, the long-term savings. Mm-hmm. Um, but 5000 is what works for us. And I think you have to figure that out for your own situation. Yeah, I think for the individual or the family, it might change. And the easiest way to figure out how much to save is to put in at least probably three to six months worth of savings of your expenses, covering your three to six months worth of expenses. Now, how are you supposed to know that? Consult your budget. If you look at your budget, you can see how much have I spent in the last three to six months and what is coming up. You should be able to look forward to say what's coming up in the next six months and say, I should have this amount in my bank account for my savings. Yeah, if you're coming across this uh, podcast episode and this is the first one you've listened to from us, you, you really need to back up and go to last week where we talked about budgeting because you need to start there yeah. before you are doing an emergency fund. It's important that you know where your money's going and then start working on it. And you recommended three to six months. That is a good target. But for some people that might seem crazy, yeah, like unreasonably high. And even for us, $5,000 is much less than three to six months. But that's just like our emergency fund. Um, if something happens, if we have an expensive car repair, that's going to be like $1,500. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the money comes from, that emergency fund. Mm-hmm. But for something drastic, like a natural disaster or, or, job loss. or job loss, then we have this more long-term fund where for for you and I, again, keeping three to six months of your total expenses is awesome. It's a great target and it will take you a long time to get there, by the way. So don't don't worry about how long it will take you to get there. Just get started. Um, but the way you and I do it, we do it in a little bit more simplistic way. We have this long-term fund that we have, and it's liquid fund, like it's not in investments, it's just in a cash bank account. Now, financial planners might tell you that this is not an ideal way to do it. And Definitely consult with a financial yeah. advisor. They will help you do the right things for your needs. They may be right, right? Um, but we wanted the cash available. Uh, not in an investment where we had to like wait seven days to get it out or something. Um, But that's just us. Mm -hmm. But the way we do it is we look at it in a little more simplistic way. We look at what are the three, sorry, 12 months that we're going to need to cover our housing. So if you're renting, uh, 12 months rent. If you have a mortgage, 12 months worth of mortgage payments. Mm -hmm. And we look at just that number by itself Mm -hmm. and make sure that we have in our long-term at least that much money and that about covers three to six months of all your expenses it's just a simplistic way of looking at it yep Um, but that that has worked for us we've never had a financial difficulty that we couldn't overcome 
with significant cushion using this method. Because usually within a month or two, you can actually make the difference by applying yourself to a different job or yeah. new entrepreneurial venture, whatever it is that suits your fancy. Exactly. And what you can get connected with. And then at that point, you're able to replenish those funds. So again, you'll be up above the emergency fund limit again. Yeah. When we've had to dip into the so worst case scenario where we had to use all of our 5K emergency fund and borrow a little bit from our long-term savings. Um, this happened maybe two or three times. Um, but it didn't take us too long. Not to often. Back. I think, yeah, by two and a half or three months out, we had replenished all of that back. Both accounts. Yeah. Both accounts. And it did take some scrimping and saving, like... We're not going to sugarcoat it. Yep. Those two months were uncomfortable. Willing to sacrifice because... But you know what? The feeling of being prepared for an emergency, the lack of anxiety is worth the sacrifice to Being get able to sleep at night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> not just being able to sleep at night, but... And not see arguing. Seeing the people around you that are having their own personal emergencies, that is motivating enough for me. Like, I don't need to experience it myself. That's the definition of being smart, I think. If you can learn from what's happening to other people so that you don't have to go through it personally in order to learn the lesson, that's smart. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when other people are going through a struggle, yeah, obviously support them as best you can, obviously. But don't make the same mistake yourself. Come on. Don't do this. And know that you need your emergency fund still for yourself. You can't yeah. give away your lifeboat uh, to end up suffering yourself to support somebody else. The best thing to do is to teach them how themselves to get out of the situation. Help, even if you need to help direct them step by step. Yeah, accurate. There's been many times that um, we've seen close friends, mm -hmm. struggling um, many times, mm -hmm. various different periods of our life uh, where we're like, we wish we could help. And sometimes we've been in a position to do that mm -hmm. where we're like, where we're, you know, income was great, expenses were low and things were good. We could help out people. But there's other times when we're, you know, our money's all committed. And if we dipped into our emergency fund to help somebody, that would put us at risk. And that's not, that's not the way to go. You got to make sure you're covered while still being as charitable as you can. Um, it, but it's got to be a balance. You can't do all or none um, or you'll end up getting stung by, the, by yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, at the end of the day, the amount that you need is going to ultimately be up to you and it's how much cushion do you feel like you need for the emergencies that might happen in your life mm -hmm. um, for us we we arrived at the number that's that's right and it took us a while to get there um, probably five six years before we found a number that was the right number and that still has been adjusting over the course of our marriage yeah our needs have changed yep emergencies have changed yep exactly and with the emergency fund, you, we've said it before in other podcasts, only use it 
for emergencies. For true emergencies. Yeah. If there's a deal at Burger King. Forgot it. And your food jar is empty. This is not an emergency, my friend. <laughs> yeah. That's the time to... to uh, Go home and make your own hand To bigger. sacrifice. Look up the uh, Burger King recipe and uh, make it yourself. Um, yeah. For real emergencies only. Exactly. Okay. Recommendations. Make sure you have adequate insurance. Consult a professional. We're not the professionals here. Talk to somebody who really knows their insurance well. Including a will and attorney. Power of attorney, Power of attorney. and a will. Mm-hmm. You'll need a lawyer to get those finalized. But yeah, good idea to have. Not a good idea. You definitely should have these in place um, to make sure that your, your loved ones are going to be taken care of when you're no longer here. Because it doesn't always happen when age besets us. There's mm-hmm. accidents that happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Create an emergency fund and fund it. <laughs> like, how do you get money into the emergency fund? Sometimes it's $20 a month, Yes, $20 a week. Just whatever you can to get that up to uh, the right number. Chunk things down so you're not overwhelmed emotionally, that you are emotionally prepared as well. And consult a professional, consult with friends and people that have the abilities to help you to achieve your goals, to encourage you in your goals, and to help connect you with other people, even if it's employment specialists or an emotional support, anything else, people that can help you in that time of need so you can get out of the situation sooner. Exactly. And the last recommendation, 72-hour pack. If you don't have one, get one. If you, and when I say get one, consult your local government's website. Just Google 72-hour pack and, you know, it'll come up what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have one, get one and start filling it. If you do have one, I bet you it's been a really long time since you looked at it and made sure that it was stocked does it, the clothes still fit you? Does it have clothes that were designed for your three-year-old who's now 17? Uh-huh. Does it have uh, baby food in there that now is no longer sustainable? We went through a backpack of our 72-hour kit one time that had somehow gotten knocked around. And a, a can of food in there had accidentally gotten... Do you remember this? It got opened. It crushed. got it hit and opened somehow. And, and leaked. it was black just oozing evil (laughs) everywhere all over the backpack it was disgusting i we had to Mm -hmm. to wash everything up we had to throw that whole pack out i think yeah it was gone um but yeah it's important to check these things from time to time to make sure that your efforts to be prepared are actually uh still valid Mm -hmm. so keep prepared for emergencies they are going to come and uh, this, these things are going to help you be in good stead. Until next time. Happy budgeting. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like.